by Kate, a small business marketing podcast. I'm your host, Kate Elfata. Welcome to another episode of Eight by Kate. Hey, Bella, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Hey, I'm super excited today about our very special guest, Teresa Dunn, and she is the head of digital partners for The Grovery, a B2B growth marketing agency, um, driving scalable growth with data-driven marketing. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm a data geek. And I've spent uh, 17 years in basically data. So that's my background and I love it. Um, Welcome, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. So excited. So Bella, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about Teresa? Absolutely. So Teresa Dunn is a modern marketer with 12 plus years of building brand to demand experiences for SMB to Fortune 500 brands in healthcare, personal care, CPG, travel, energy, DIY, and real estate markets, to name a few. Focus areas include strategic planning, digital growth marketing, account-based marketing, digital media planning and buying, and performance marketing management. Wow, I'm so happy and excited. Again, welcome, Teresa. And today, I'm excited to talk about this, what I think is an incredibly important topic that you're bringing with us today, which is eight touch points needed for your buyer's journey to help increase your chances in a potential customer to convert. I mean, heck, that's really what and why we do digital marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Is hoping to either brand awareness and all those other good things. But at the end of the day, we really want to convert, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you know, one of the interesting things is these tips that you're going to share with us today is really for any industry, any market size or business mm-hmm. type, small business to the enterprise level. So mm-hmm. let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into your number one tip. Yeah, absolutely. So the number one tip is when we break out touch points is looking at unaware. And I know a lot of times when we look at the marketing funnel and we look at a buyer's journey, we typically start at awareness. But I think one of the key areas for brands, agencies even to focus on is understanding need recognition uh, for that specific touch point. So, you know, you have potential buyers, potential customers that either are in two areas um, from my perspective, either they're aware that they have a problem or a challenge and they're seeking a solution, right? Or they're evaluating alternatives to help with that solution or they're unaware that they even have a problem to begin with. So I think it's really important at this stage in the game to help uncover that problem so we can address that need right up front with the potential customer. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we have conversations with clients all the time is that Mm -hmm. they don't, they, they are listening to what people are saying, but they don't understand that there's this other audience that they maybe not, or just don't know about that they need their services or product yet. So I think that's really, really important. Great, great tip. Um, Let's go into your number two. Yeah. So the number two is aware, right? So now that we do understand that, you know, they have a problem or they're seeking a solution, it's really important in this phase um, to provide, you know, any type of tactics from a, a business standpoint of recalling and recognizing 
what your brand can do in its offerings. Um, and so in this phase, I think it's really important to focus on what we call, you know, as marketers, kind of your always on activities, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure that, you know, your, your PPC, right, has the right um, level of intent um, that would match up to what a buyer is specifically looking for as they're searching for solutions or alternatives, making sure, you know, you've done the research on your programmatic advertising at a high level. I, I, I think I, I can't stress enough. I see so many ads, right? When you're on a website or, you know, looking at a video and it's, it's so bottom funnel messaging and we're still so high up in the funnel. So it's really important just to stress that high level benefit message messaging at this stage. Yeah. A lot of times they think a lot of times you see that and you think that they already know, or that they understand what they need to do next. But a lot of times they just, they need to figure it out first before they make a decision. Exactly. Exactly. And really, you know, in that space, the, the ad advertising, your PPC, your organic social media, that's step one. Um, But kind of the other area to hone in, in that awareness phase is where are they going to land, right? Once they click on that advertisement or your organic social media post. So that website landing page microsite is extremely important to make sure that you're providing kind of that end benefit or end solution that they're looking for or answers that they're seeking. So, you know, I always, always stress um, making sure you understand where are they going to go to once they click on that ad. And is it skipping the same messaging? We see that a lot where people think they can just use something static that they've had, like Mm -hmm. whether it be their homepage, but their Mm -hmm. messaging is so detailed in something so specific. And so we here at HRM Consulting do the same thing where we encourage them, hey, you need to start thinking about really honing in in creating that landing page so it's very specific and direct to that messaging that you have either in your ad or your post or or what have you. Absolutely. And looking at the analytics, right? So once they're on that page, what's working and what's not, Mm. you know, for potential customers and buyers, you know, should we A-B test elements on this landing page? How do we change out the call to actions that may not be working as well for a buyer to fill out a contact or a lead form. So it's extremely important as well, as you talked about earlier, you know, I'm a data nerd myself. So the first (laughs) place I look, right, is the analytics and look Mm -hmm. at the insights on how we can improve this stage for the buyer. Yeah, I love that. Okay, let's go to number three. And I think this is really important. (laughs) Yes, um, is educate, right, and inform. So, you know, the buyer is aware they have a problem and they start to understand what are some of the solutions that can help me, but they need education around it. And so you really need to help um, provide a lot of informative information and informative materials to continue to help to create that demand for your brand. Um, I think it's really important now with all of the new, Um, apps and audio podcasts and audio channels coming out, you know, Clubhouse has, I think, changed the game a little bit in that Mm -hmm. sense where, you know, you can have these open discussions and educate and inform potential audiences and buyers and guide them. So I think it's really important to, to tap into those new channels and listen and educate and understand, you know, what's happening in that space for them. Yeah, I love that. And I love Clubhouse. I've um, been, was an earlier adopter of it and love it and find, you know, we actually tell some people, you know, you need to go and just listen, if anything, mm-hmm. and see what's and see what's going on. So then you can maybe take pieces of that and replicate it for your own business. So uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, interest. I love number four. 
Yes. Yeah, so, you know, once they, they have an understanding of what you do, or they, they start to educate themselves more around your offerings, the market, how it can support and help them, you have to continue to keep them engaged, right? And, and keep them interested in wanting more. Um, I think it's really important here to emphasize and continually introduce, whether it's, you know, marketing automation emails or drip emails, you need to continue to nurture them. But I think it's extremely important at this step, right? We're in step four to make sure that that content content is tailored and that offering is now tailored to what their need is now that you've identified that in step one. Yeah, I love that. We, we call it, you know, just having some more touch points, mm-hmm. right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's that same thing. So keeping them, like you said, interested and maintaining yep. that interest. And even if they're not ready to click it, make a purchase or contact you or whatever, continuing that conversation in some way. And I love that um, idea of the drip campaigns and, and connecting with them in that way is really important. Absolutely. Um, um, what other, if, when you talk about interest, what other, you know, you talk about drip campaigns, what other ways would you see people being able to keep ones? I mean, we obviously here at HM Consulting do social media um, a lot, especially for like event promotions and things like that. Mm-hmm. What other ways outside of that could small business owners hone in on, on keeping one's interest? Yeah. I mean, I think, especially when we look at social media, so I think a lot of people, when they think of social media, they think of let's just post, right. And that's going to get someone interested. But I think the key piece is engaging. So, you know, looking at your audience, seeing what they're posting, if they're posing a question or they have a challenge, you know, as a brand, it's okay to respond. You know, people want that person-to-person engagement, and they want to know that there's a person behind that brand. So I think also, you know, joining in on discussions that are happening, whether you're doing that through hashtag research and seeing what's trending on LinkedIn or Twitter, um, you know, taking advantage. I mean, I love Instagram reels. I know some brands, um, maybe some of the enterprise brands might be a little, you know, scared to use a tool like that. (laughs) But I think a small business should definitely take advantage um, because it's, it's content that is, there and now and happening. And it's very easy to kind of hop on those trends that might be related to your landscape or might be related to what your audience needs are. Um, So I would definitely say following kind of those daily trends and hashtags and conversations that are happening. So you're not just pushing out and you're also being able to create interest through inbound efforts. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you made that point, Therese, because I was just talking about this today. I'm like, even if you don't want to, you know, hop like put a lot of effort into doing that new platform or that new app because there's so many, you know, at Mm -hmm. least get on it and start listening or start looking at what other people are doing so that maybe you can, you know, transform it later or use it in a different way. Absolutely. And and I think too, I, you know, since, I mean, COVID, right, which changed everything, Mm -hmm. we're living in this digital reality. So, you know, I would say to brands, if you are not on some digital platform in some capacity, you've got a lot of work to do. And, you know, you don't have to jump in, you know, you know, full steam ahead. But, you know, to your point, Annabelle, you've got to start listening, you've got to start engaging, Mm -hmm. hearing what's happening, just to make sure that you're staying in the now and you're staying in the trends of what's going on. Absolutely. Mm Okay. For it, luckily, there's no video for our conversation because when you said when you mentioned brands not even existing on any platform, yeah. I, I I sort of I had smoke coming out of my ears. 
Yeah. <laughs> they I, I exist, mean, Teresa? Do they exist? I mean, you'd be surprised. I think there's still some brands that are, you know, hesitant on, you know, using Facebook or Twitter. And I think the key around that is consistency. You know, it, depending on who your audience is, how your buyers buy, mm-hmm. you may not need to post one to two times, you know, a day as some brands do, but you need to have consistency and it needs to be authentic. So I think, you know, as b- brands are planning out their editorial calendars are starting to get their feet wet with new platforms. Consistency is key, right? Yeah. And we always say that too. We're like, we don't care what your consistency is. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be consistent. So if your consistency is once a week, you need to make sure you're posting every week, or if it's once a day, that's your consistency. So I agree with that. Make sure that people um, have a flow or an understanding of how often you're engaging with them. So I love that. Absolutely. Okay. Number five. Yeah. So number five is consider. Um, I find this to be an extremely important touch point um, because you've really started now to build up that interest. You started to build that demand. Um, you have some type of consistent, right? Engagement or, you know, content that you're flowing into this potential buyer. And so really now they're starting to understand and consider, you know, is this a partner or is this a supplier that we'd like to work with? So I think it's really important in this phase is to continue to provide compelling content, but more in the form of proof points of case studies, articles, guides, things that really start to persuade them um, from that consideration phase. So they really start to say, okay, this is a brand I'd like to partner with or get behind or purchase from because I see that proof and I see that success in the materials that they're providing me. Now, in that number five, in the consider phase, is that where you would suggest trying to put that person in the shoes of using your product or services? Is that like a good place to do that? I do. I would say still from a high level standpoint, and maybe it's more in the sense of, you know, a lot of sites you'll go to when you'll see assessments or kind of Mm -hmm. ROI calculators, right? So they can start to understand, wow, if I use this product or offering, I can start to get this result. Um, And I think that's really important. Um, I do think in another kind of pivotal touch point um, to have more of that um, kind of meteor offering for them will work, but absolutely, um, you know, being able to see how this a product will impact specifically their line of business or their department in this phase is extremely important. Okay. All right. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, number six. This is this is a this is a loaded one. I don't even know how we talked about this one. <laughs> I, yeah, it is very loaded. <laughs> um, is number six is remarket and retarget, right? And so when we think of remarketing, retargeting, off the bat, we think of awareness, right? Someone goes to a website, you've got a tracking pixel there. Next time you go to a different site or you go back, you know, you're served with some type of retargeting ad. So when we kind of take the awareness piece away from it, I'm really talking about remarketing and retargeting based on the five or four touch points that they've already um, kind of gone through. So when we think of remarketing or retargeting in this particular phase around conversion, I think it's important to leverage the content that they viewed and what they've engaged in with you previously and serve them a remarketing or retargeting ad that's related to that specific area. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And and what, I mean, I know that we talked about PPC and some other things like that and um, mm-hmm. advertising, but I mean, whenever we think of this, we think of, you know, email marketing and seeing what people have opened or clicked through. 
to get them to re-engage or remarket to them those specific things. Like if, if we have, you know, a hundred people that clicked on something in an email, then we retarget those people with that sort of same offering, maybe just, just delivered in a different way. Right. Right. Absolutely. And you could also, let's say someone, you know, viewed a case study on your website and you have a tracking pixel on that case study. It's important then maybe to serve up a programmatic ad that talks a little bit more around that case study or provide some type of data metric around it. Or, you know, maybe you insert a YouTube, you know, video 10 seconds or something in front of that specific buyer that's already looked at that case study and it goes into more depth or it gives them a related case study, right? So all of kind of that recall, right? Um, And and it really, I think, continues to help drive them further down that funnel by giving them very specific tailored retargeting. Yeah, that's so crazy that you're mentioning that because I've been getting, there's somebody that I follow and receive emails and um, I noticed recently, I'm like, wow, they're really getting super specific when they're now sending me information, mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. they now know my behavior, which is really, you know, I always tell people the marketing is, you know, yeah, it's about demographics and who people, but it's really also, it's, it's 50% of how people are behaving, right? Yes. Um, it, that, that's really, really important. So I love that. Okay. Number seven, yes. and the good stuff. Yeah. So number seven is intent, right? So again, Again, and I don't want to kind of con- confuse the two of intent when we think of awareness PPC, right? We always think of in- intent, but this is more of intent, you know, related to your business, whether it's transactional, you know, commercial, but really now this is the user who's looking for the best provider or partner. They've gone through all the other touch points. You've remarketed them, retargeted them. You've provided your case studies, um, you know, articles and guides, you know, they look at you as a credible source. But really now you need to demonstrate that offering um, and you can demonstrate that whether that's through product demos. I think customer testimonials are so crucial, especially in the environment that we're in right now. Everyone's cluttered, right, with ads and emails and just stuff, right? And so I think it's really important for another potential prospect or customer to see someone had that same need, right, or that same challenge and how, you know, your brand helped them overcome that challenge. So I think it's important to hone in on that area and those really, really strong proof points um, in in this phase. Yeah, I mean, testimonials are so important today, because I mean, even when somebody really loves something, we're, we're, it's just nature now for us to go and look to see what other people are saying before Mm -hmm. we even purchase anything. Um, And and I'm a, I'm even more particular about it anymore. And so we also guide clients and, and try to tell them how important it is to build those testimonials, because no matter what, even if you have the best product on the market, I don't care, or you're mm-hmm. providing the best service in your local area, people want to know how other people have engaged with you and what the yes. results were. So Absolutely. I love that. I think, you know, influential, you know, influence marketing really changed the game on that, right? Oh, you know, you yeah. go on Instagram and you've got all these influencers that are, you know, showing you what this mop will do. And I'm like, I don't need a mop, but they're showing me <laughs> that I do, right? <laughs> so, you know, I think brands really should tap into them as well in this phase because, you know, seeing an actual person talk about how great this product is goes a really, really long way mm-hmm. um, in this digital space. Love that. I did. Okay, perfect. So number eight. Yes. <laughs> number eight, which I think is the pivotal touch point is evaluate. 
So, you know, the buyer now um, really is looking for persuasive content, right? How do you differentiate your brand or your product? I think it's important to keep this short. They've already gone through all the other seven touch points. You know, they don't need a long email that talks again about, you know, what what you do, who you are. I think a lot of people send those straight to their inbox. Um, what is it, delete box or, or trash can <laughs> at this point, right? Because they know you, they, they, yeah. they understand the, you know what you have to offer, but now you need to differentiate yourself. I think, you know, using comparison charts to show your brand against other competitors and, and what you offer and how it's different, you know, SaaS-based companies do a really, really good job of this, um, whether they send you a link to a landing page and you see how the other competitors stack up to their tools and offerings webinars. I think this is crucial now in this phase because you really need to be able to persuade a buyer in 30 to 40 minutes, right? And so being able to utilize webinar platforms and tools and have that one-to-one experience and engagement um, will really kind of help turn the corner for the buyer. Um, And as we talked about before, demonstrations, but now letting them be in the driver's seat. So giving them access to log in and have a trial period for a week or two to kind of get the feel of that product and and say, wow, this is something I really want to utilize. Yeah, you know, we get that. um, We have a lot of clients that have either... um, Um, you know, online subscription programs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we get the question a lot about how much is giving away too much during this phase, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we have some people that, you know, should we give them 60 days? Is that like, is that long enough for people to evaluate? And I always say, of course, it depends on what it is, right? Right, right. Um, But I do think sometimes they get overzealous with wanting to give so much away. So I'm like, oh, yo, hold back a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at, for instance, HubSpot, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you can have a free HubSpot account for as long as you'd like, you know, depending on the size of your business. And that's been a really successful model with them. I was guilty at one time of that. And then I paid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They eventually sucked me in. (laughs) Exactly. So I think to your point, it it depends on the business, right? And, and, Mm -hmm. and how long you'd like for that trial to be. But, you know, we definitely, you know, always, especially when you look at membership um, companies and SaaS-based companies, definitely, definitely offer a free trial. So all of these, I I love everything here, by the way, and I know it's high level for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There's so many, there's so much here, right? What would you tell somebody if they were listening today, they said, this is making sense, but where do I start? Yeah. So I think the first place to start obviously is unaware. Um, I think, you know, as a brand, and even I would take it a step back before a touch point is make sure that you've got your personas mapped out, you've got your online value proposition tightened up, your branding and messaging, you know, honestly, these touch points will do you a disservice if none of that is put together, and you've got your identity and you're ready to go. I mean, this is really for a brand that has done that research and done Mm -hmm. that, you know, orchestration of their messaging and branding, I would say to start there first and foremost. That's really, really good. Because I think what a lot what we notice is a lot of people um, either listen to a podcast or read a blog article that has some of these points or points in some way. Mm -hmm. And then they're already asking us about number five. And we're like, (laughs) yep, we see that Mm -hmm. a lot as well. Or they don't have content. And they're like, but we want to run, you know, all these you know, programmatic ads. And I'm like, great, where are they going to go? Right. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. having all of that, you know, buttoned up before you even think about executing any of these strategies or tactics will make a lot of sense and will really save you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And and the money part's huge. I mean, we have those conversations a lot of times with clients that, um, you know, all they want to jump into, you know, doing PPC or something. And we're like, you know, one, your website's not ready or, you know, (laughs) there's other things that they need to tighten up before they start thinking about doing um, paid advertising or landing pages or funnels. Um, So I want to make sure that we make that clear to our listeners that I know they get super excited and oversell us sometimes, but we want to make sure that they have all the pieces in place first. Yeah, no, absolutely. Teresa, thank you so very much. Um, I think the value of everything here and hopefully um, our listeners are going to take away little nuggets from you today, which I know they will. Um, So um, any other closing regarding our eight tips that you want to share? No, you know, I think the last thing I would say is always trust the data, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't necessarily Mm -hmm. go off of a gut check or how you think something may look, or, you know, we think this will work. Look at the data, look at the story that the data is telling you, you know, really take a look at your analytics and draw out insights and, and monitor your performance, because ultimately that's really what's going to help you um, as you continually improve um, in, in your funnel. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, oh, great. You. Thank you so much, Teresa. And I feel like I learned so I learned so much today um, on, being on this podcast. And every week I just learned all, all new things. So thank you again so much. Um, Teresa, could you share with us where our audience can find you on social media? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I am on LinkedIn. Um, you could just search Teresa Dine and you'll you'll see my profile pop up um, under, you know, head of digital partnerships at the Grovery. I'm also on Instagram. So Teresa underscore Dine. Um, and you can always email me at Teresa D at the Grovery.com. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Grovery and the services that you guys offer there? Yeah, no, absolutely. So the Grovery is actually a subdivision of Moda 9 Creative Group. So Moda 9 Creative Group is a full end-to-end creative marketing agency based in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, And the Grovery is our B2B arm um, that is a growth marketing agency that drives scalable growth uh, with data-driven marketing. So we work with marketing and sales-driven organizations to really help them scale and provide um, efficient processes um, whether that's, you know, working with marketing teams on building out a full funnel approach or working with sales from pipeline management to um, uh, account-based marketing. I mean, we kind of do end-to-end sales and marketing. You wear all the hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been pretty busy, especially, you know, since 2020 and everyone's like, oh my God, we got to go digital. So <laughs> and, and yep. we've seen that as well. And we have more clients coming at us asking for different Great. services. So I'm so mm-hmm. glad to meet you because now we have somewhere to, to send people that really need your, your type of services. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored to meet you. Thank no, you. Thank you. Um, and appreciate your time today. I really do. Bella, thank you, as always. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know I, before this call, she's like, this is, you know, I don't know much about this, but I want to learn. So I was, <laughs> I was like, like, I want to, I want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always to our audience, happy marketing. <laughs>